0: Hey guys, welcome to Ask Shane Anything. This is a show where you can literally ask me pretty much anything. This show is supported by those who pledge at $7 or more per month at patreon.com sifted. We thank you guys very much. Everybody gets to watch the show, but only those who pledge at that tier or higher get to ask questions. If you want to get involved, bump up that pledge. Let's get going. Our first question today comes from Joaquim Dragoon. With recent Marvel games based on popular IP failing to make a profit like Guardians of the Galaxy and Midnight Suns, will developers start passing on making Marvel games in the future? I guess the first thing I would say is that I don't think it's just Marvel video games that are starting to see some softness in the market. I also think the MCU... Is starting to get a little weak now I know Matt will argue with me about this till the, till the cows come home but this is ask Shane anything um, and I would say that I am starting to see weakness in the Marvel IP in general and let's be honest it's hard to believe it hasn't arrived before now because we have just been inundated with Marvel superheroes for basically the last 15 or 20 years it's kind of surprising that people haven't burned out on it already. Now, obviously, not that long ago, we had a big conclusion to the story arc that people were following for a really long time. I think it's reasonable to accept that people would maybe start burning out on Marvel, or at least would would be like, you know what, I'm ready to take a break after something that literally goes on for over a decade, and then there's a big culmination. And let's be honest, they did a pretty good job at the payoff for that, so... I think it's only human nature for people after a while to, I wouldn't say lose interest, but have their interest diluted a little bit when they've been consuming the same thing for so long. It's just like eating the same thing for lunch every day. By Friday, you're like, you know what? I don't want another ham sandwich. So I don't think that it's a sign that the IP itself is weak. I think it's just human nature taking over. Now, video games. (sighs) Do I think that... They're softening in the market for Marvel games. I would say that Marvel video games are facing a tough audience. I think it's really hard at this point to please people with Marvel video games. Because with Marvel games, not only do you have people who love games and know games very well, and know a good game from a bad game, but they also know Marvel really well. Like, really well. I mean, it's the wheelhouse. Um, And so it has been surprising a little bit that these games haven't done better, but... I just feel like a lot of people who are looking at Marvel games are just really, really picky. Now, I'm not saying that Marvel's Avengers or Midnight Suns or any of these games that haven't done great deserve to do better than they have done. What I'm saying is that I think generally the bar for licensed content in general has just gone up drastically. And I think it's because of the great job that has been done with the Marvel films. And I think that that has been extrapolated out onto video games and other forms of media. So... Do I think there's some weakness in Marvel? Yes, I do. Do I think publishers or developers are going to shy away from making Marvel games? No. I I, I think what's going to happen is you're going to see better studios working on Marvel products. I mean, obviously, the gold standard here is Insomniac. It's done a great job handling the Spider-Man license. Now it's working on Wolverine as well. I fully expect that Wolverine game to be amazing. So i don't think that developers and publishers are going to shy away. I do think some, that some of the smaller guys or projects that maybe aren't aimed to sell 10 to 15 million units, I think you might see maybe a lessening of those. But then you have the whole mobile side where you can get away with making kind of, I wouldn't say janky games, but more simple games. Um, so do I see studios turning it down? No, no. It's I'd much rather make a game on an existing Marvel IP than try to create a new IP that might or may not be successful. And I think most development studios would agree with that as well. They'd even rather have games based on sort of negligible Marvel heroes than having to start something on their own. Now, to be fair, some studios may err on the side of creating their own IP because they want to be able to control the IP. But I think if a studio is looking to make a buck and be fiscally responsible, I think they'd be pretty stupid to turn down Marvel IP. So I do see a softening overall in the sentiment towards marvel right now it's cyclical and i think it will come back around and people will love marvel again once the films start doing a little better um but i don't think it's going to affect video games all that much though i don't think you're going to see more games like marvel's midnight suns and i would also say that i don't think you're going to see big AAA games based upon smaller marvel ip guardians of the galaxy for example I know you may be like, Shane, you're crazy. The films were huge, and people love Guardians of the Galaxy. It still pales in comparison to some of the other Marvel properties. It just does, compared to X-Men and Spider-Man and on and on and on. It is still way low down the ladder. So I don't see publishers making big bets on Marvel games that are based on some of Marvel's lower-rung IP. I just don't see it happening going forward. Our next question comes from The Sandman. Hi Shane, if the upcoming Super Mario Bros. film is a success, what other Nintendo IP would you like to see on the big screen? Do you think Nintendo will open the floodgates and try to release as many as it can? Okay, this is kind of related to the prior question, which is why I kind of put them together. Um, first of all, it's pretty much a given at this point that the Mario Bros. movie is going to do gangbusters. I have <laughs> I have not seen a single person criticize any of the trailers that have been released for the Mario Brothers movie yet. I mean, that's tough. (laughs) I can't think of the last film that just had unanimous praise leading up to its launch. Now, is there a chance it's not as good as people think? Absolutely. Will it affect, and if it is, will it affect how it does on down the road? It could, but I think it's going to have an amazing opening weekend, probably an amazing opening week, and then, like always, the film's quality will determine whether it actually has legs and it stays in theaters long beyond that. And I do, I am leaning towards the idea that it probably will. So, for starters, I think the Super Mario Brothers movie is going to do very well. So, on to the next part of your question. Will that spur Nintendo into doing more movies? Absolutely. Nintendo did not create this new arm of its business to create one movie and be done with it. So, one thing you can expect is going to be, my guess... Endless sequels of the Super Mario Brothers movie. I just think there's going to be Part 5. By the time I die, we'll probably be at Part 10. So I think that's going to happen. As far as other Nintendo IP, I will say... I think everyone would just immediately point to Zelda. Oh, Zelda's going to be the next one. And it probably will be, but I don't think Zelda has the pull or the allure of Super Mario Brothers. It just doesn't. Zelda is Nintendo's IP for the core and Mario is Nintendo's IP for the casuals. And so I think they were smart, or it was smart, in choosing Mario Brothers first before Zelda. If it does branch out, which I think it probably will, the problem there, though, is that once Nintendo does that, if it wants to keep the Mario Brothers movies going, it's going to have to find a new partner other than Illumination. Unless Illumination can juggle, like, three films at once, which I highly doubt. So Nintendo would have to look for probably new partners if it wants to have two movie franchises going at once, that could be tough. Illumination is the perfect studio right now that Nintendo's working with. It might be hard to find another. So that could affect the quality of it overall. But I'll say this, Nintendo historically has been really smart about how to sort of meter out its IP. In fact, up until the last like 10 years, Nintendo hardly did anything with its IP. That's why you saw so much bootleg stuff um, out in stores or on the streets. Uh, If you're in New York City and you're street vendors, lots of illegal Nintendo stuff out there. Nintendo has loosened the reins a little bit and has been willing to work more with outside partners on its IP. So, yes. I I think Nintendo could branch out and have two films going at once, but again, we have to find a new partner. Do I think a Zelda film will be as popular as a Super Mario Bros. film? No, I do not. And I think for a Zelda film, the film itself will have to be amazing, and I would predict that the opening weekend of it does not do as well as a Mario Bros. film, but if it's really good it has the opportunity to have more legs, maybe, than a Super Mario film. So, yes, I absolutely do see Nintendo branching out and doing a lot more films, and it does hurt my soul knowing that Miyamoto probably will helm all that stuff, and that he's probably never coming back to game development ever again. Our next question comes from NeoJD. With The Last of Us kicking ass, and the Mario movie looking to be solid as well, Do you think we're finally about to hit the golden age of video game adaptations? Or is the idea of a Twisted Metal project just too silly to succeed? Again, yet another question is kind of related to the first two. This one's a little more general, and it's really just asking about video game adaptations in general. And I would just say this. It's pretty amazing to see the bar raised so drastically. Out of nowhere, it seems like. (laughs) Because, let's be honest, movie... Studios, movie producers have been trying to create movies about video games for forever. It was a running joke for years and years. I think one of the first examples of gaming IP used for a film that I was skeptical of when I heard about it that ended up being, I wouldn't say good, but ended up being passable was Rampage. And Rampage, if you think about it, is not that crazy of an idea for a film. Giant monsters destroying buildings. It's like a spin-off of King Kong. It's not, it's not that far-fetched. So, but to me, when I watched that movie, I was like, how in the heck are they going to make a viable film out of this? And then I watched it, and I was like, it's not very good, but they did manage to make this IP kind of work for a film. And so, that has kind of changed my perspective a lot on what can or cannot be done with video game IP in theaters. So, you, the, in TV as well. I mean, you start talking about shows like The Witcher, which transcended the people who liked the game, and my just general friends really enjoyed The Witcher on Netflix. So it truly is the golden age of film and TV based upon video games. But it can get better. That's the crazy part. I think it can get a lot better. Now, Detective Pikachu, another example of a film based on a game that people are like, Detective Pikachu, nobody cares about that IP even. Well, they still managed to make it into a decent movie. So Will things like, you said Twisted Metal. I think Twisted Metal could be a good TV show or a good film. But there's other ones that don't make as much sense, like Tetris. How do you make a good film out of Tetris? I don't know. So, I'm still skeptical that there's some gaming IP that will not work well in either film or TV form. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff that you've seen and for years from the Resident Evil franchise, a lot of animated stuff, CG stuff, which has been terrible. The live-action stuff for Resident Evil hasn't been much better Um, it's been a long, long slog to get here, but I really think what's happening is back in the day, movie studios looked to video games when they needed to fill a hole in the schedule. They were like, we have other ideas, but we can cash in on the gamers for one quarter of this year. That's cool. Um, I think over time they've realized that like, they don't have better ideas than the plots in video games and video games already have a built-in audience of fans who may be willing to consume that. So I think once they realize that they're like, you know what? maybe we need to start taking this video game stuff a little more seriously than we have been. Um, And I think you're seeing that in the overall quality of the TV shows and the films that we're getting now. So do I think that we're in the clear and all gaming movies or gaming TV shows are going to be great from here on out? Hell no. Do I think that things have improved drastically? Absolutely. Our next question today comes from Zet Saber. Did you enjoy the Super Bowl? Did you stay home or visit someone for the game? that's a complicated question <laughs> so as you know I'm a Steelers fan and obviously the Steelers were not in the Super Bowl so do I really enjoy any Super Bowl that the Steelers aren't playing in not to the fullest but I can still enjoy the social aspects of going to a Super Bowl party and watching the Super Bowl with other people and it's just fun to bounce your ideas about football or whatever off other people while you're in that kind of gathering um, this year's Super Bowl again I'm from Philly but I'm not an Eagles fan but Pretty much all my friends are. All my really close friends are Eagles fans and Flyers fans and Phillies fans. And I'm actually a 76ers fan because Pittsburgh doesn't have an NBA team. But otherwise, we all root for different teams. But one of my very best friends lives here in L.A. Um, I've talked about him before. He's a DJ agent, one of the biggest in the world. And he lives in basically a mansion. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'll put up a couple photos here of the Super Bowl party that I went to. It um, It was a great time. And again, I was an Eagles fan. Everybody there basically was an Eagles fan. And if you remember, the Eagles lost. So one thing I'll say about Philly fans is that they are gloom and doom. At the slightest hint of something going wrong, it's over. Like, I can't even tell you how many times during that game the Eagles fans around me were like, that's it, it's over, you have no chance. And I have to be like, what are you talking about? There's a whole half to go. There's a whole fourth quarter to go. The game was close until the very end. But they were constantly just saying that they were going to lose. I don't know if they're trying to, like, use some reverse psychology juju or whatever, but it was funny. I was like, you guys are the worst. You, You guys just count on your team losing. It's worked for them once before. They did win a Super Bowl not all that long ago. Uh, So I guess maybe I can't begrudge them for it. But to answer your question, yes, I enjoyed the Super Bowl. Not because my team was in it, because I got to be around cool people and have a good time. And I went over to a friend's house who was an Eagles fan. And I'll say this, because they had just won a couple years ago, they weren't all that bummed out when they didn't win the game. All right, our last question for this episode comes from Van Halen619. What's your prediction for the state of video games in 20 years? What about 100 years? Okay, so this is where I say, as I say fairly often, if I knew the answer to that, I'd be filthy rich. (laughs) Well, actually, I probably wouldn't be filthy rich now. I would eventually be filthy rich in like 10 or 15 years or or something. But anyway, exercises like this, I think, are fun. So I will oblige. Um, 20 years from now, let's see. (sighs) 20 years from now... I foresee that genres will be harder to find. I think everything at that point will have bled together until there's almost just like one genre. And then I think games that focus on a single genre, they're like, we're going to be a turn based RPG and that's it. I think those games will be anomalies and they'll be a novelty. It'll be a selling point. It'll. <laughs> The developers would be like, we're the last true turn-based RPG. All these other guys are putting all this other stuff in their RPGs but we're not. We're a JRPG or whatever genre that they're making the game for. I think they're, that will be kind of how everything is. Like, Everything will just have every little element. It's already kind of getting there, let's be honest. Some of these games I'm playing now, they literally have almost every element of, at least a small element of every genre in them. So I think we're already headed on that path. Um, also in 20 years, there won't be consoles. <laughs> I I know Pactor has been talking about this for 10 years or whatever, and it hasn't happened yet. I do think there'll be another PlayStation. I do think there'll be another Xbox. Obviously, there's going to be another Nintendo console. Pactor seems to think the next gen will be the last one. I do not. I think there will be two more generations after this one, and then consoles will be gone. And I would imagine 20 years from now, that's enough time to finish this cycle, finish two more cycles, and then see what the future is. 100 years from now, Oh my gosh, man. That's, I mean, that's so hard to project. But I guess what I would say is, having spent some time with PlayStation VR 2 over the last couple weeks here, and seeing how controls can work almost involuntarily. So what I'm talking about here specifically is eye tracking um, and being able to follow the player's eyes and know where they're looking. And I think games... A hundred years from now, there's not going to be any controllers. You're going to be controlling everything with, like, your mind or your your body rhythms. What They're going to find some crazy way to control games. I mean, let's be honest. In a hundred years, we're probably going to all have some kind of weird neural implants that do most of the stuff for us. And, like, put some weird screen in front of our eyes when we don't need glasses. Like, who knows? Think back a hundred years from right now. So, go back to... 1923, and think about what life was like then, and what it's like now. In a hundred years, I can't even fathom what's going to be happening. Video games may not even exist in a hundred years. They'll just be like something better than the holodeck. Will be around. Like you won't even have to like move. Like you'll go to sleep and you'll play video games in your sleep. Like there's just going to be something so profoundly different that I think people even struggle to call them video games at that point. Um, so I think. You know, trying to project out a hundred years is fun, but it's also kind of foolish. All right, that's it for Ask Shane Anything. Here I am sitting in front of like some of my records. This is probably, I don't know, a quarter of the vinyl that I have, all house records by the way. It's funny, like you see all these records here. I could pull any of them out. You have no idea. You've never seen low down music. You've never seen that label before. You've never heard of the artist. All these records are like that. But I do have something here in my, Record case that you will know. And here. Here is a promotional record that was given out for Metal Gear Solid 3. Now it's actually not even a record. It's a fake record, if you look inside, that opens up and it gives you like all this art. It's basically a fake final 45 record for metal gear solid three i don't know how much this is worth right now i'm guessing it's worth at least something uh, but it's been sitting on the shelf of all my other records for a really really long time now and that's where it's gonna stay it's gonna go right back there right now uh, so anyway thanks for watching ask chain anything again uh this show is only possible because some of you guys are pledging at seven dollars or more per month again thank you so much for being so generous um while anybody can watch the show if you want to ask questions, you do need to bump up to that $7 or more per month. So if you want to get involved, do that. Regardless, we appreciate everyone who gives us anything. Um, literally every dollar makes a difference to us, and every single one of our patrons matter. So thank you, guys, and we'll see you next time.